The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon in Scottsdale, Arizona. Those of you who check in on the Self-Improvement blog on a regular basis know that it's had a problem for the last couple of days. Well, the problem is fixed as of about 15 minutes ago. My son, who's a web developer, got it all back up. It's all cleaned up, all fixed up. Speed is better. Everything's working perfectly, so come back again and see us. Um, we talk a lot about love. We say, I love you, really easy, sometimes without thinking about it. Um, I love Joe, and I love ice cream, and I love dancing. Can be said in this, with the same fervor in the same sentence. And, you know, that kind of leaves your mind a little boggled, doesn't it? Sometimes we make mistakes. We mistake lust for love and Sometimes we say, I love you, because we believe in fake it till you make it. You know, we hear things about love like, love makes the world go round. Love conquers all. This one, you'll remember, love means never having to say you're sorry. I didn't agree with it when it came out in the 70s. I don't agree with that now, but anyway, it's a saying. God is love. We've heard probably most of our lives. Some people talk about three kinds of love, romantic love, filial love, agape love. Most of our music is about love, romantic love, divine love, all kinds of love. Masaru Emoto studied the effects of different emotions on water crystals, and love makes beautiful snowflake-type gorgeous crystals, negative emotions make muddy, messy, ugly blobs instead of things of beauty. Science is beginning to understand the impact of emotions on us at a cellular level and more and more are beginning to study the effect of love on the cells and on our health. Many talk about the healing power of love. Many now are coming to believe that love is in fact the greatest healer. And Gary Zukoff states, eventually you will come to understand that love heals everything and love is all there is. Today's guest is Dr. Robin Kelly. We've had him on before. 
and he was a wonderful guest now, then, and I know he is now, and I know you're going to want to listen very closely because we're going to be talking about the love-healing connection. Robin Kelly is an English-trained doctor, a speaker, and a musician who currently resides in New Zealand, and in fact in New Zealand. It's Friday right now. He's already finished today, and he's on tomorrow. His medical practice has evolved to embrace Eastern and modern mind-body philosophies. He focuses on integrating these holistic models into a modern contemporary environment, blending the best of the East with the best of the West. I wish he lived in the United States. He's the author of several books, including his most recently released, The Human Hologram, the book we talked about when he was here with us in November. Robin is also a passionate songwriter, a singer, and a musician who's recorded four CDs of original songs. And today, we're going to close the show with a love song he's written called Something Magical. It's a special gift we're going to end with. <clears throat> Furthermore, he's written a musical stage show, Chakra More, an audiovisual entertainment based on the growth of human consciousness and set to the rhythms of the 21st century. He's a sought-after guest on the Internet, in television, and in radio, and we're delighted and honored to have him with us again today. Welcome, Robin. How are you? Oh, fabulous, and wel welcome to Friday. Well, <laughs> well, no, I can't get there yet. I don't uh, know well, how to get there, <laughs> except by talking to you. I don't know how to go a day ahead. Well, you're talking, you're talking into the future. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So how, how is the rest of Thursday? Is it going to get better? Oh, there's a lot of chaos. Um, I, I was interested. You've had all these computer problems. I have as well. Um, and uh, almost insoluble. Uh, and a lot of very pleasant people uh, helping me, but talking a language I don't understand. So um, I think it's probably where we are in the world at the moment, isn't it? You know, we're it, all it trying is. to run... <laughs> and uh, we're all feeling lost. <laughs> I know. I don't know whether it's. I don't know what's going on. You know. I just. You know. About all you can do is live in the moment and take it now. Oh. Well, um, as you say, we and smile. <laughs> and smile, smile, smile. For those of us who did, for those of those who didn't get to hear you when you were here with us in November, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and you know who's Robin Kelly. Ooh, um, well, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not just. Uh, I'm not a doctor. You know, I, I, I am a doctor, <laughs> but I'm also <laughs> a dad and a granddad and a, a, a and a husband and a, a play golf and garden. So uh, when I start talking about my career, I put it into perspective. All right, because you know, it's not necessarily my being. Although I try to incorporate my being into it. I'm a, a Western-trained doctor, trained in the seventies. Did a, a whole heap of work in in uh, hospitals, uh, and particularly ch children and children with cancer. Um, and then I, I decided that I'd like to go into the community. I became a community based uh, general practitioner, and within a week or two, uh, decided I'd I'd like to broaden my horizons. And I started to study Chinese medicine. I started to do acupuncture. And when I started to do that, I saw things happen. I saw people move, shift. Uh, interesting, and I didn't yeah. know why. And and I suppose I know a little bit more why now. But it, it's it, the fact that they are shifting is more important than my understanding of it. I think. Um, and I found that that 
the metal, medical model that I was trained in was fine for many things, but it wasn't uh, all-encompassing. And it was a bit like I'm finding this week talking to um, these wonderful IT people. Um, I, I was trained in a different language from what the people yes. were wanting. So, And I found, in, interesting enough, in Chinese medicine, great explanations, uh, explanations on, on how our feelings uh, and emotions link in with our health um, on, on the deepest level. And I found if I, sort of, when I studied that and then recounted that to the people coming in, they say, yes, we know that. <laughs> we know that this the is patient seems all the time. to know it. Yeah. Oh, they know it. And so we actually could start uh, conversing. Um, and so most of the things that I've learned in the last 30 years have come from people who, who, interesting enough, have sort of known this, although maybe haven't brought it to the surface. You know, this is a great, I think we're going through a stage where we're, so we are deeply remembering these things um, because they're the roots of us. The Chinese medicine felt that, the, you know, always explains that, that beyond our chemistry, in fact, more essential to our body as our chemistry is our energy. Um, and we know science is saying that now as well. And closest to our energy are our feelings. Um, and I've become terribly interested in what I call the science of feelings, which is almost like an oxymoron years ago. If you said, well, you know, feelings have got nothing to do with science. <laughs> what are you talking about? But ultimately, I'm very interested in this because, you know, we, we, do, we feel first. We feel if we want, say, if I wanted to be a doctor, I felt I wanted to be a doctor, then yes. I tried to put it into practice. Uh, I, you know, you may have wanted to interview me, but you had the feeling, oh, well, I'll interview this guy. Then, you, then, then we sort of work out how we're going to do it. So we feel first. We, um, and then we, we use our rational mind to put it into practice. And that is a, a rational mind is a sacred gift as well. But at the essence of everything is our feelings. And, and isn't this, it interesting that for years we were told not to pay attention to them? Absolutely. Um, and in fact, first we feel, and everything that we do, where we decide to go on holiday, you know, we need a break, it comes with a feeling. You know, if you do anything creative, it comes as a feeling. And then, of course, uh, the discipline is putting that feeling into action and to sort of look at your diary and say, how can I do this? And go to the internet and if you're booking a holiday. So you go through all those, those things, but first you get this feeling that seemed to, the best feeling seemed to come out of the blue. It does when I, when I, write or write songs, I have to be in this state of, of almost nothingness to allow this to come through. I, I, I can't be distracted, but I need to be deeply relaxed, and then, then it all comes through. Um, so I, I, I strongly believe that, that, you know, I'm trained in science, that this isn't, science is exploring the unknown uh, and, becoming, and knowing, getting to know the unknown. Uh, so, so, so feelings are incredibly important, and it's actually I worked out what people come to a doctor with. They actually come because they feel tired, they feel pain, um, <clears throat> they feel worried. They may have a condition, but ultimately, that is what brings people to see me. So, it's pretty important that we understand feelings first and foremost. And it's interesting that you're coming from that place. Um, you know, I've been in nursing since, well, I don't want to say since when, it's way too long ago. But we were taught to, taught to pretty much detach from our patients, yeah. not to get involved. Um, and, you know, I realize now how totally wrong that was. Um, I am assuming that in medical school you were pretty mm. much taught the same thing. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, detach yourself. Uh, don't get emotionally involved, all this stuff. 
um, talk about transference and all those complicated things. Um, and I suppose I, I challenge that because I think every time we interact with another human being or animal, uh, we are involved. In fact, you know, this is the science of connectedness, you know, that we're all connected. This isn't the science of separation. This is the science of connectedness. And that is, you know, we're going to come on to the word love. And ultimately, love is about understanding that this person in front of you or whoever um, is, is you, is, is feeling um, variations of what you're feeling. And the closer you can get to that, the closer you can open your heart to that, what we call empathy, the more likely that both of us, both these, both the people, you and the other person, uh, relaxes into a state uh, of of knowing and wonder, which is the state of healing. And and you know we can call that compassion. We can call it love. It's not expecting anything. It's not conditional upon anything. It just is. And at that state. From everything that I've learned in the last sort of 30, 35 years is the state in which we heal. Now, we can't be in a sort of that sort of jelly-like state all, our, all the time, of course, because we've got to rush and catch, catch the bus and do all sorts of things as well. But we need to touch base with that, knowing that this is our truth. And we need to know that this is the underlying state in which we heal. And that is purely my job now, is to um, allow people to experience that and then also um, know with that comes a knowing that this is something that we are rediscovering this this self-compassion this um, state where we're allowed to feel be in this state uh, and allowed to heal so it's a it's a very sort of exciting time because everybody is beginning to understand this on their own level men and female we can talk about the difference how men and women are approaching this in the slide oh yeah we're very different you've brought up yeah. some huge thoughts you know this whole idea of love which we need to explore more the idea of connectedness compassion huge concepts that all need to be explored and i'd like to start with what is love when we come back from a break, let's go to break now so when we come back we can talk about what love is. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Robin Kelly saying stay tuned. We're going to talk about love when we come back. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Are you looking to improve your personal or professional branding? What about your business? We've got a program that will help streamline your image management. Tune in to Marketing Matters, hosted by Yasmeen Anderson-Smith. Your business and public image is important to your customers' perceptions. And in this day and age, how you market yourself or your company can make the difference between running a successful business and shutting it down. Marketing Matters can be heard every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on World Talk Radio Variety. 
World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Robin Kelly. Today we're talking about love. And I wish you could have heard the discussion we had during the break because it was absolutely wonderful. Robin, do you think you can reconstruct some of that? You know, if I ask you about um, what is love, can you, you know, tell I'll me? I'll do it again. Okay. And you know why it, was, why it was wonderful? Because I thought we were still on air. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to repeat it all. Okay. I, I'll, I'll probably be a little bit more focused, I think, now. Um, what I was saying is that uh, when, when you ask that question, what is love, I, my mind went back to that famous interview that uh, uh, Prince Charles uh, and Lady Diana had when they became engaged. And I think the interviewer asked um, uh, Prince Charles about love, or he started talking about, yes, we love each other, whatever love is. And Lady Diana looked at him sort of wistfully, um, with a bit of a sigh, <laughs> as if yeah. she knew what love was, and uh, you know, he's, she was going to do her best to teach him. And then uh, I remember, you know, as the years went by, um, seeing how she went into hospitals, embraced children, and embraced people with AIDS at a time where people were sort of standing back and saying, "We mustn't sort of uh, share a cup with these people." Uh, and she not only was doing that, but was uh, holding their hands and, and embracing them. Uh, and that was to me showing the world the epitome, the epitome of love, um, uh, in that it was uh, unselfish. It showed a deep, deep compassion for um, the plight uh, of others, and uh, almost like what I would say, empathy, as I've said before, putting oneself in that situation, saying, "I am you," and what what would I be feeling in this situation? And I think that's much closer to to what we're saying, those actions. It's sort of love is, love it, uh, it, it, it are the actions of love as well. It's not about just saying, I love you. Right. It's emptying the dishwasher as well, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it's interesting to me that we finally learned um, things like babies, tiny babies, newborns, don't thrive. If they're not held and touched and loved yeah. and that, you know, feeling of love from a mother doesn't just permeate their little beings, they don't thrive. But we didn't get the message loud enough, clear enough to 
make that a part of our lives or our medical practice, our nursing practice. Um, and yet it's so true that people who don't feel loved don't thrive. Absolutely. And, and a mother's love, a parent's love, a father's love um, is, leads on uh, in, in the parenthood uh, to the child as they grow up love, loving themselves. So they know that they've been cradled in love uh, and that spills off into self-love. And in fact, the healing process is that. The whole healing process is the process of self-love. If I have a role at all, it's as a, a surrogate parent. And it doesn't mean I can be a parent to a 95-year-old <laughs> as well as to a child. But yeah. really, if you then act in this way of, of compassion, um, uh, you are leading that person into a state of compassion. And in that state of self-compassion, the body heals the best. Um, in fact, if you look and analyze most problems that come to me, people who are depressed or have autoimmune condition, um, they, they are often um, taking a very dim view of themselves and what's happened in their life. They're judging themselves badly. Um, and the role of the other person, the healer, irrespective of what they're doing, what their tools are, um, is to actually imbue that person with, first of all, if you're compassionate to someone else, you allow that compassion to become self-compassion. And when that happens, it can happen in 10 minutes, but it can, it can take 10 years. It can take 20 years uh, because there's so much baggage that we carry. When that happens, the person becomes healed um, in a deep way, and many of their medical conditions resolve. And this is hugely important. It's, it's, it's really examining our role as this other person, other being, helping someone else. And it, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I, I write a lot about it on the self-improvement blog because it's, it's clear that people have been taught that to love themselves is selfish. You know, yes. it, 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 they feel egotistical, I guess is yes. the word most of them use. And, and it's, it's amazing to me that so many people believe it's not okay to love yourself. Love is only outbound. Yeah, and, and the people are confused about this. There's this term narcissism, which is this isn't what we're talking about, which is uh, grandiose. This is a feeling that, um, of, of, of power that in fact comes from a feeling of being disempowered. It's not about pumping one's ego up at all. This is, as you know, so different. This is, this is a deeper um, self compassion. You know, words like selfish haven't served us very well because they're negative images, aren't they? They're and, very negative images. And particularly women have noticed because particularly women have given away, they are, they are loved, they naturally love, they naturally love their children. Um, <clears throat> and they become obviously, and, and yet maybe not being conditioned in recent years for that love to be the hearts to be open so the love to be be returned. I see a lot of people say with, with breast cancer and of course this is the message that they pass on as the main healing message that they can that they become to realize through this condition is that they have to often for the first time in their lives uh, receive the love that they've given out. Um, and some and those, women don't know how. And, and this is often their medical condition 
has to lead them to this. It's almost they take them to the brink <laughs> for the, for this message right. to get through. And and they every every woman with this condition knows this. Um, it's also so interest important if one is talking to this person is to to understand their loving relationships and whether these loving relationships are supporting them. Um, if in fact you know the relationship is with a man, the man may be having a difficulty with their own compassion and self-love, and this is reflecting back in the woman, in, in the wife, uh, or the partner, uh, and causing, leading to um, uh, a worsening of their condition. So you know we cannot separate us from our our, our close relationships. And if we can help and enhance that relationship, even see the other person and help that other person, that other person is helped. So love is, love is uh, a, a concept that actually isn't just owned within us. It's actually shared with, um, with our nearest and dearest. That's what they say. They're near and they're dear. <laughs> and, right. uh, and, you know, it, it, I'm, it, it's a huge privilege if somebody invites me into this nearest and dearest. It's, it's, it's a huge privilege that... Um, uh, if I can have any role in this, um, but as a doctor uh, and a healer, it's it's almost it, it is essential. And how do you you know how do you break into that cycle of you see the doctor, you are sent for all the tests and X-rays and all of the things, you're diagnosed, you have breast cancer or whatever it is. H- how do you you know as a doctor? It, it, it's really hard because you have so little time well, to really get to know that person and know what their relationships are and whether they're whether they're truly being loved, whether they're loving themselves. Uh, and many doctors aren't even focused on that because you know. And diagnosis now is left up so much to mm. blood work, ray, mm. uh, X-rays, uh, you know, the all of the fancy technological things we have now that can bring about a diagnosis you know how, how does the doctor break into this cycle to say you know who loves you do you love yourself you know that it, it's almost so simple but difficult to put into practice it, you listen basically a doctor who sits and listens to the person's story the the uniqueness of that person's story is that's the that's what opens the door, and yes, it does take time. You know, I've had to lengthen my consultations uh, over the years, and each time I lengthen them, I'm yearning for even more time as yes. well. Yes, so and you then give what a- do you do, Robin? <laughs> you you can't write a prescription saying you you need to be loved. You know, you need to be loved. You know, take a dose of love three times a day. Uh, uh, you, you can't write that. How do you? Help that person, you know, what do you do? Well, I think, you know, I mentioned that you, you act. It's the way that we, we act. If we are open and listening um, and willing to change our minds as well, because we may have an idea of what we want for this person, but this person that's come to see us may have a totally different idea of what they expect of us. So that's the first thing. And that, that, I, that I would say is a... A very compassionate approach because one is listening and giving them time and once that door is opened like that then we can start um, making plans so that this state of being that we've been talking about um, can be 
become a part of their lives. That's when you put your heads together. But initially you're responding and um, to the person you're listening, you're actually feeling, um, <clears throat> feeling what they're feeling. And this is the state of resonance that we talk about when, when we know through, through the science of well, the Institute of Heart Math, for instance, I'll talk a bit later about Heart Math, uh, have shown that when people are in this listening mode, their hearts basically beat together. They become entrained, or I would say entwined. Uh, they beat together. They, they beat more slowly, but they beat coherently. So those two people are, are as one, okay? So those two people yeah. are as one. And, and I mean, it's great for the person, for me, because if that person, this enhances my health as well. There's no losers in this. Uh, we're twice blessed because it's a lovely state to be, okay? We're in that state. Now, at the same instance, I, I have to be my doc, do my doctor stuff and ask these specific questions uh, and, do, and make sure that I do my medical work so that this person gets diagnosed properly. Uh, and it almost means I shift into another gear. I try not to lose any compassion, but I, I say, look, we've just got to do our business now. We've got to sort of got to ask you some of these questions. And, and uh, so we're, we, we join together with that. And then I may give a physical examination. But then I make sure that I return into this sort of coherent state of feeling and being, which is basically quite easy to achieve because um, one puts a little smile on the face <laughs> and one breathes yes. to one's tummy. Uh, and one may um, just look at the person and, and guide each other into this mode where we're into this other mode, this away from the tension, the fight, the flight reaction where our bodies are producing adrenaline and cortisol back into this other mode where we're deeply relaxed. Now, that is the state. If I do something like acupuncture or, or whatever, or just simple touch on acupuncture points, um, that is the state where... It, it, everything works a lot better. The person um, feels this sense of deep relaxation. It's a, it's a sort of meditative state for the body. And all the science, all the evidence, which I put in my book, I, I don't need to recount here, shows that this is the state in which we heal the best. And it is a state of uh, peace uh, and compassion. Uh, and that means that all of our cells are in harmony. <laughs> and harmony and peace and compassion, that must be something to do with love. You know, whatever we're trying to do, this is, this is really close to, to um, our concept. Now that brings up another question, and it's almost time for us to take our second break. So I, I want to pose the question and come back to it. A person sees you... Um, probably not not on an absolute regular basis. They don't come and see you every day. No. You're doing this wonderful piece of work on an infrequent basis. Can the healing take place in that instant or do they need to go back home and be able to continue some of that experience you know just a question uh, we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk about that in just a moment so stay tuned this is Irene Conlon with my guest Robin Kelly we'll be back with more
Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the Mind, Brain, and Body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Kelly. We were talking about the healing that happens in the office and how it continues when the person has to go back into their home situation. So, you know, how does that work, uh, Robin? Well, it is interesting, isn't it? And, and you asked, you said, does it happen in an instant? So I think it can. I, think, I do, you too. Know, I think, you know, going into the other love, the romantic love, there is love at first sight. But that doesn't necessarily mean you can't, you don't have to work on it. Um, and you don't have to set in place um, uh, some sort of strategy so that that state of being that they can capture. And I think it does come from uh, another, you know, you, you can say that it can come from another dimension. I'll explain that a, a bit later. But I, I think that... Um, uh, most of us, we we could say if we're hit with something like that, we say, "Wow, what was that? Um, yes. I want more. <laughs> how can how can how can my life change so that that can become part of my life?" So I think I think it is terribly important um, to know that there are things that people can do to take ownership of this as well. This is a, not a this is an unconditional, not a codependent sort of thing. This is not about 
being infatuated with somebody or, or yeah. whatever because they show you the way. And so most of us need um, some practice. Uh, and and it isn't well. a thought thing. It isn't a brain no. thing no. either. No, it's a letting go of, of a brain thing often. Yeah, uh, most of the So, I mean, I, it is very much they're so interested. I talked about heart math and how they have um, shown well, that it is likely that our heart perceives feelings uh, before our brain. Um, sometimes there's even evidence that just before something happens, you know, we can be precognitive with our heart. Uh, so it's a matter of our everything being being in this wonderful state of resonance, a heart and a head and a whole body being in a state of resonance. And, and you know, there's, if we go into the uh, into the studies of consciousness and, and even um, the, the areas of quantum um, science, uh, which the, the pure scientists have for years said, well, you know, this is something that just happens in the laboratory between atoms, this state of um, uh, uh, coherence or, or what would they call entanglement, that it right. doesn't happen else, elsewhere. This is being... Um, this is actually being disproved now because we're showing that this state does occur um, within hu human and, and living systems. Um, and I, I have no doubt that it will be proved because w this is the state that we're talking about. L love uh, is truly non-local. You know, we talk about non-local effects, things that sometimes that are happening outside space and time. And I right, use the example. Go ahead. I, I use the example that if you love somebody or your um, a family member goes to another part of the world, you don't love them any less. No. You know, if you love an astronaut and they go to the moon, you don't stop loving them. Okay, <laughs> so no, so love, and the connection isn't broken either. So it's non-local. It isn't. It's beyond. It's beyond that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this idea of connectedness and how that works in this whole scheme of healing. Well, I, I think when you're in this state of, of um, love, you know, there's a song that says, it's the Carpenter song, isn't it? Um, birds suddenly appear every time you are near. Yes. <laughs> so in other words, when you're in this state of, of love and, and, and uh, self-love, but not, not obviously in an egotistical way, this state of peace and, and relaxation, this ideal state of healing, then you feel connected. You feel connected with the world. You start when you're in this state. When we're, when we go into the state in our in my consulting room, um, we hear the birds outside for the first time. Yes. <laughs> you know they've been twittering away, but we thought, oh, there's a whole world out there, and we're part of it. You know, uh, and so in this state also synchronicities can occur. You're you're so relaxed that at the same time you're, you're you're alert to the fact that we're interconnected that we're being part of a greater whole that's guiding our way and and the great thing about that is that we don't have to worry so much because we're all we don't have to worry about what we're going to do here what we're going to do there we're actually sort of can relax into the fact that we're going to be sort of helped by these uh us being part of a greater whole so at this state, not only are all our cells talking to each other in a nice way, um, but so the whole world and probably the universe is talking to us in a nice way, uh, and we're part of that. And the, the sense of deep comfort that comes from that um, is something that uh, is the antidote to the modern diseases. And, you know, we just see the 
uh, conditions like depression on the rise. It is, uh, this is something that we can't, we're not going to battle through not listening and prescribing drugs as our only way of, of helping this. We are um, there to help people connect to this other state of being, um, which is the antidote to this worry and this um, draining uh, self-criticism that, that we, we seem to um, have sort of hopefully temporarily, evol temporarily evolved into. Do you think that we're in some of this because of the impact of, of the media? We're bombarded with all the talk about war and murder and, you know, on the, on the flip side, we're, we have models held up to us that we can't ever possibly meet. Mm. And, you know, is this why we're seeing so much of this, you know, of the depression and the, the illness and, you know, because I don't remember, I'm, I'm trying to think as a child, because I had a, a fairly simple childhood and we lived on a farm. It was wonderful. I wish I could go back. Didn't appreciate it then. Um I don't remember hearing all the time about all the negative things that are happening everywhere. I think I think we are overloaded because you know, um, of course, you know our bodies respond to these uh, episodes in our lives through through grief, and we, we only we grieve because we love, basically, as well. It's the flip side and the necessary part. So, grief in itself and sadness is is part of who we are um, and, 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 and uh, appropriate. But of course, we're bombarded uh, with so many uh, images that um, each one is a little grief that mounts up. And of course, we get lost in that because we don't know where to put our grief as well. So yes, we become overloaded. But also the whole commercial world, the whole um, advertising world uh, comes into our, our room uh, if we're watching television. Uh, into our living rooms every day, uh, telling us to hurry to go and buy something because uh, obviously our lives are, are inadequate with what we've already got. So we and and they yell at us as well. I actually find that as um, I mean I wouldn't. It's almost like somebody's coming into our house and saying, "Hey, you're not happy. Get happy. Come and come yeah, and buy you can't this. possibly be happy because you don't have a Wii." Or whatever it is. Yeah, and of course, when you've got the Wii, you can't possibly have it until you have your new Wii, and, and, yes, and so on, and so on. And exactly. and uh, and and this isn't this isn't the hap the true happiness that we're talking about. The true happiness that comes with um, uh, a feeling of love and contentment. Uh, and it's it's actually not healing. This it is actually just striving for more and more uh, material uh, goods. Um, in no way helps our health. I can't see any any uh, any yeah. way. Um, I mean, we need the internet. Don't get me wrong. I love the internet. I love all these things. We have a we and my and you know I have a teenage son and and we enjoy a lot of that as well. Uh, we can enjoy that without totally becoming a slave to all this stuff as well. Um, we the great thing about the internet and and the information age is connecting us like we're doing today. We wouldn't be able to do this without this, and many of us as authors or musicians wouldn't be able to get our stuff out there without that. And that is totally wonderful. And there's some wonderful things happening because they're collect connecting us globally. But the next shift, and it's already happening, is to see that this is 
actually a, a stepping stone to an interconnected world, which um, if we can join together in the ways that we're saying, if we actually can understand that this, uh, what we can do collectively, in, um, uh, then that will take us to the next stage of evolution. Uh, and the collection has to be deep love and uh, for our, our, our fellow person, uh, animals, plants, and, and, and planet. And how, how, you know, oh, this is a, a big topic. How do we, how do we bring that about? You know, I think we're all in a way a part of it. Those who are trying to, you know, spread the word of how interconnected we are at a cellular level, at a, a subcellular level. How, well, how is this going to come about? The wonderful thing that I, I see happening is that it seems to come about when this process of self-compassion uh, is taken on board and uh, practical steps are, we'll explain in a minute how, how, how I suggest um, people, the exercises and intentions that people put out, how that we make this work. But ultimately, it, it can only really work if these internal connections are, are opened up and then it spreads, um, and and it spreads almost. It spreads automatically. Uh, that's like the hundred monkey thing. Yeah, it it seems to be. You know, the the the, the Buddhist would say, you, you by praying, you you create peace peace within, and that just spreads automatically. And and you know that if you're in the presence of somebody who is deeply peaceful or happy or the or yeah. um, a, a Dalai Lama, for instance. Um, then just their being um, uh, uh, allows that to occur in the per people with them. So we, by going within and creating this sense, then um, that is the best step. And then, then it's sort of, as I say, the universe opens up, the world opens up to make it easy for us. Okay? So essentially, essentially we have to create a critical mass of love and peace. Yes, and and we start with ourselves, and we focus on ourselves. And I just I just notice this all the time when this this happens, it spreads, and it spreads um, through families. It spreads through, and now I think it's spreading even through the social media. I think there's got to be, um, the, you know, the, we have to be careful. That that. Uh, but I also think that these connections, like you and I are having at the moment, helped through through the internet. Um, as, as part of the spreading as well. As long as we don't become a slave to it, we actually know that it's our, it, it's humanity uh, that is being expressed through this, not not just uh, technical um, jargon. This is humanity that is... Uh, exactly. Uh, <coughs> these and things that, are here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more than just through the Internet. Uh, you know, it, it seems that when conversations like this take place among people, Something happens for all of us. Absolutely. Not just the people even who are hearing it. I am told that if we're very, very good, we could hear your song, Something Magical, right now. Lovely. Uh, and isn't that what we're talking about? Something magical that happens when we talk about love and peace. 
And this was a song that just came through and I just had images. I mean, it's, it, I suppose it's probably connected to what we call the sacred feminine and falling in love with the sacred feminine and um, how, uh, yeah, how a man can fall in love with the sacred feminine without um, being possessive. I think that's what it's about. But a song just comes through and creates well, an image. Let's, we'll let Whatever everybody listen and decide <laughs> for themselves. So we'll listen to something magical now. Something magical has begun Something 
This is Irene Connell saying welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Um, Robin, I want to ask you how people can get in touch with you so they can get a copy of that beautiful song, maybe find your book, uh, and tell us, please, while you're at it, about your new show. Right. Um, I have a, a website, uh, Dr. Robin Kelly, R-O-B-I-N-K-E-L-L-Y.com. Um, uh, I have my my music on iTunes and, and CD Baby, um, and you can sample it on my website as well. Uh, I have a musical show, that a live musical show, that I'm a one-person show that I'm um, premiering this this month called Shimana Rama uh, over here in New Zealand. So you've got to come down here to a beautiful island with, uh, called Waiheke Island, uh, uh, where I'm premiering it. Um, and uh, so I hope to take that far and wide because I love doing that. And that's sort of also guiding people through a deeper healing process that's uh, with, with songs and images and with laughs, I hope, as well. Um, yeah, and um, be feel free to contact me as well. You'll find a, a link on my website on how to um, and talk to me. And my book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and or as my other books are. And if you go to the Self Improvement blog, you can see a review of his book. You can also see a picture of it. I really encourage you to get the Human Hologram. It's a, an interesting read and takes your mind and your heart into some interesting kinds of places. We're getting really close to the end of the show. So, Robin, what's the, the thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I, I think that um, I'd just like to leave them with a little exercise that I do every night. Uh, um, and I, I literally uh, sleep on my back. And not everybody does that, but I do. And, and I, when I go to sleep, I put my hands over my heart and I breathe gently into uh, in, into my tummy. Um, and even if you sort of, even the word love, the resonance of the word love, if you just sort of use that either out loud or in, or in your head while you breathe and just, um, just, just touch with both hands over your heart. I go to sleep like that and I wake up like that sometimes as well. And, and I say that's a, a wonderful way to um, start your day. So you just you say the word love inside your your head, or you say it out loud. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, no. And 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 uh, you know you can be. I, I just keep these things very simple, um, and uh, and with a little smile on your face, because um, I think the actual resonance of that word is terribly important as well. It, as I say, it sounds God, love, whatever has the same um, sound to it as well. And it resonates in in the, in your heart. So um, it's a, it's to me it's the the simplest of things. Uh, of course, we do more than that, but ultimately, um, I find that one works for me. Oh, that's a lovely idea. Um, just comment on. And we talked at the break. Just really quick comment on the the Deepak Chopra saying that healing happens in the space between thoughts. Would it be happening here as you go to sleep? Yeah, I, I believe that's right, and I think the the sleep is is essential as we escape the pressures of these dimensions. Of course, we have we we sort of sometimes if thoughts aren't sorted out, they they enter into our dreams. But ultimately, we're escaping that. That's why we we're, that's why we we sleep. Um, and so I think all the work is being done for us. But I love that because you know we don't have to try too hard. It'll it it comes to us if we do that. We just open the door. 
we just open the door. I know that this is just a tiny little introduction to the love healing connection, but it is an introduction. And I think Dr. Kelly would agree with me that you can continue this on your own anytime while you're driving, while you're working, while you're playing with the children. You can just, you know, love all the time and let healing continue to happen. Next week's guest is Holly Clegg. She's a, an author of many cookbooks and the author of the Trim and Terrific collection. She's going to be talking with us about cooking well and eating well, so you want to come back next week. Dr. Kelly, thank you so, so very much. Well, bless you, Irene. I, you, you, I, I love this. I can't believe it was an hour, wasn't it? It was just flew by. I know. It always goes fast, and we're going to have to find another reason to have you back because <laughs> shows with you are always so delightful. Oh, I love to come back whenever you want. Thank you. All right. I'll take that as a promise. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show and for Dr. Kelly saying thank you for listening. Come back again next week to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.